Welcome back to a special episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. A special episode because I MCU. didn't introduce <laughs> us. But yes, we have finally, after 35 previous episodes, we have finally entered the era that we are now in with Marvel movies. What everyone talks about every second of my entire life, the biggest film franchise of all time. Maybe. I haven't fact checked that. There's like 22 of them, I'm sure. Yeah. It's I'm sure it's up there. We're finally in the MCU. And introducing the MCU is a big moment on this show. And I, it's something that we only get to do once. So the very first thing I want to say is everybody should go and look up Coca-Cola, a mini Marvel. Hey, Bruce, you don't mind if I just take this last Coke, do you? Thanks, bye. <laughs> That's the what? first order of business. Everybody should watch that. It's a Super Bowl spot from around the time Civil War came out. Everybody's forgotten about it. Marvel's taken it off of their channel. It's still there. You can still find it. It's very uncomfortable and weird. <laughs> okay, hold on. What is it called? I'm not going to watch it on the show, but... No, you should watch it. Oh, you want me to watch it watch. right now? It's like, it's a commercial. It's like 45 seconds. Okay, or what is it? Because this is, yeah, this is one of the biggest turns for this entire podcast, so I figured... It's kind of what we've been, like, going up to. <laughs> this is what everything's... This is our end game. Everything's been building up oh to Oh, my this. God. So I just wanted to make sure that we introduced it right. A few moments later. If that doesn't what want, the fuck was that? <laughs> if that doesn't make you want a Coca Cola, I don't know what will. Also, what is the point of making this video of one minute and fifty one seconds when the rest of the video is just lit literally the thumbnail? It's just giving you time to think about what you just watched. That's fair. That was very weird. <laughs> Can we discuss the chronology of that? Because Ant Man never meets Bruce Banner ever. Well, also he became a superhero. <laughs> After the events of Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron, Hulk goes to space. Yeah. When was there time for that to happen? Uh, there wasn't. It's not canon. I don't. That's canon. <laughs> Franny, that I'm is sure it is absolutely canon. I'm sure you can slip it in there somewhere. That was some bad phrasing. <laughs> I'm your host, Kate Thomas. With me, as always, is your host, Francisco Alcala. I really hope this is your first episode, so you can see the professionalism and care we put in to the show. Yeah, this is what you have to look forward to for the next, like, tw like 30 movies. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot still on the way. So yes, if we haven't said it, we are, of course, talking about the kickoff film to this whole universe, Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr., directed by Jon Favreau. This is a huge movie, and a big deal, and it kicked off everything to come, and we probably wouldn't be doing the show if it wasn't for this, or maybe we would be, but it wouldn't be as good. <laughs> no, well, we wouldn't have as many movies to talk about, for sure, yeah. because, like you said, this kicked off 22, 23 movies now, with two more on the way, so <sighs> an unlimited series and, and spin-offs yeah, and all sorts of seven shows. Yeah. <laughs> and we've already had like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we've had ABC shows connected to this, we've had Netflix shows connected to this, and Loosely. cartoons and everything. <laughs> it's a monumental film, and it's a huge deal, and it's really surprising that this movie, despite being 12 years old now, holds up. Every yeah, second of this movie is incredible. It's actually a fun, good movie. <laughs> it's one of the best origin movies ever. For sure, it's up there with Spider-Man 1 and Batman Begins as a movie that defines how this character should be portrayed and his beginnings. I think there are a lot of people who no movie in the MCU is rivaled for them by Iron Man. Like, Iron Man is the pinnacle because it's so different and it's its own thing. Yeah, I think this movie's definitely different 
than pretty much anything else in the MCU. Maybe Incredible Hulk is like close. They're definitely more disconnected than anything else. Because I mean, what was feel? What was after Hulk? Was that Thor? Iron Man Two was after oh, Hulk, okay. and then Thor and then Captain America. Yeah, I think Iron Man Two is definitely where it starts getting a little more towards like how we know the MCU. Sure. Like the, I feel like the first couple movies have feel a little different. They're finding their footing for a while, and yeah. then once they figure it out, they've kept to that for the next eight years. I think probably up to the first Avengers. They're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a bunch of origin movies mostly. I get why they're kind of weird. You have to introduce all of these characters. If it's that they're kind of weird, I think it's just... It's interesting to go back when everything is so disconnected when Iron Man, as far as we know, is the only superhero in this universe. And of course, now we have movies that go in the 40s and in the 90s, so of course he's not the first superhero, but he's the first one that we've seen, and there's nobody else referenced in this, other than at that post credit scene, which we'll get to later. So yeah, it's it's kind of cool where it's super grounded world. We don't have wizards, we don't have aliens, it's just a guy... He made weapons for a while. It's he essentially saw the error of his way. Elon Musk uh, gets kidnapped by terrorists and then builds a big metal suit to fight terrorists, <laughs> and then changes himself. Which is the moral of the story: is that he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't be making weapons." Probably being in that situation shows him what he's been doing. He's been putting people in danger, even when he doesn't intend to. He's putting the opposite sides in danger. That's why it's so ironic that in that opening five minutes which is incredible the missile that starts it all is his own weapon and that's what like puts the shrapnel in his heart and that's how he becomes iron man is because he hurt himself with what he was doing and that's it's it's metaphorical and and i like that (laughs) element of it but this was released uh may 2nd of 2008 with a budget of 140 million and it made 585.2 million back the writers on this are weird the writer's strike wasn't long before this, so the script wasn't finished uh, while they were filming the movie. <laughs> There's two groups of writers. There's Mark Fergus and Hank Osby. They worked with John Favreau later on with on Cowboys vs. Aliens. Oh, God. <laughs> and they worked on Children of Men, which is a great film. And then there's another group, Art Markham and Matt Holloway, who worked on Punisher Warzone, which we'll talk about after we talk about Incredible Hulk. And they worked on Transformers The Last Night and Men in Black International. Uh, that's kind of rocky. <laughs> it's super rocky <laughs> and confusing. I don't know why no one talks about that. <laughs> Probably because nobody cares about writers. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, writers don't usually get that famous. <laughs> wow. There's a couple, obviously, but... You know what's happening tonight, Franny. It's a big deal. It's a big night. All the Hollywood stars are... Coming out of their limos and their finest suits and dresses and patting each other on the back. How great I have no they clue are. where you're going with it's this. The Oscars tonight, Franny. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Nope. Didn't the know night about that. Hollywood <laughs> and everybody watches. Isn't that just like all of the months from like December to like March? Yeah. Just all the award shows, like. But it culminates tonight with the biggest award show of all. And the reason I bring up the Oscars, an event that I think is dumb and bad. I think most award shows are pretty stupid. Yeah, awards are meaningless. And rigged. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, before <laughs> we'll Joker, before Joaquin Phoenix wins his Oscar tonight. And the Oscar goes to Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Iron Man was nominated for two Oscars in sound editing and visual effects and lost both of them. 
course they did. It's a superhero movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> another superhero movie came out the same year. A movie that people will not stop talking about, even though it came out 12 years ago, obviously, because it's an incredible film. But The Dark Knight sweeped the Oscars in 2009, oh, well. so... They cleaned up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which, understandable. Um, Remember when DC movies were bigger than Marvel movies? <laughs> yeah, and now people are confused about if they care about either <laughs> at this point. That's fair. Which is great that we've decided to start our show while people have stopped caring about yeah, Marvel movies. Yeah, that's fun. I... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about a, a good Marvel movie seeing this... before they went bad. Well, no, they're no, not bad. they're pretty good still. Yeah. Just give it a couple years. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff in in this that like, we talk about how these earlier ones are grittier and don't f- like. There's a lot of stuff in these movies that you couldn't get away with now in the Disney MCU because Paramount still owned Marvel at this point, or they were producing their movies because this is the first Marvel Studios produced film, self financed, produced through Paramount. It starts with soldiers <laughs> in a war being murdered, and then. It goes on to have Tony Stark taken by terrorists, and then he's having sex with reporters. He has a private plane where all the flight attendants are strippers. It's kind of crazy. He absolutely murders every single person he's ever fought. Yeah. He literally burns people alive with flamethrowers. He does. My turn. Yeah, he does. Oh. Yeah, he absolutely murders several people in this movie. I mean, they're terrorists, but I mean... But now he's a daddy. <laughs> Morgan Stark. He well, was. He was. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not the guy to be like, Marvel had a master plan. They always knew what they were going to do. No, they didn't. Endgame was planned. I don't believe that. But going back, there's a lot of like speeches in this movie where it's like, oh my god. That's really great, because there's that speech. You stood by my side all these years while I reaped the benefits of destruction. And now that I'm trying to protect the people that I put in harm's way, you're going to walk out? You're going to kill yourself, Tony. I'm not going to be a part of it. I shouldn't be alive. Unless it was for a reason. I'm not crazy, Pepper. I just finally know what I have to do. Yeah, it's really weird to see the beginning of the movie where he's just like a, a random billionaire that just gets kidnapped by terrorists and then builds a really shitty looking metal suit. I still think how that it, suit's kind of badass though. It, it kind of is. Because of how clunky it is. Yeah. That's but, awesome. So he somehow goes from that to fast forward like 10 years and he's literally fighting <laughs> Thanos. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> think that's weird at all. I think that's... The plan, and it's incredibly yeah, well done. Yeah, like, I, well, I just think that it's kind of funny to see where, like, this movie is kind of on a smaller scale, oh, and by, he eventually lot, just yeah. goes to space. <laughs> yeah, he goes to space a, a couple times. He goes just, to space yeah, first in the times. Avengers, <laughs> and then he goes to space a couple more times. He almost goes to space in this one, and his suit oh, yeah. freezes. <laughs> he doesn't need to go to space until he has to fight Thanos and then die. <laughs> well, and when he had to 
blow up all the Chitari that ships. Too. That too. Almost... And then he got PTSD from that, so that was you know, not good for him. He always has PTSD, apparently. Like, even in this movie, they think that he has PTSD because well, he's yeah. being weird. <laughs> I would have PTSD if I yeah. was t- abducted by terrorists to build weapons for them. That's pretty intense. And I like <laughs> that they're just... My, one of the scenes I really like when he's been captured is just they're watching him on the monitor and they're like it looks wrong and the guy's like no it's right and it's like why is that guy telling him it's right he's like no that's what it should look like <laughs> but the tail's backwards no that's just what it's supposed to be <laughs> you fucking idiot why are you helping tony stark <laughs> random terrorist guy and that scene when he escapes is also amazing i love the guy who like shoots him in the back of the head and the bullet ricochets because it's like what did yeah. you think was going to happen to you <laughs> you fucking idiot at point blank range such an idiot like, he's seen what has happened to everybody else right like yeah, there's he was, no way that's gonna with work. everyone else <laughs> and also they keep shooting at him despite the fact that the bullets don't work they, yeah. they all of them have machine guns and they just don't stop shooting despite the fact he's not hurt in the slightest by any of them something that's interesting about the mark one armor is that i feel like it can take a lot more damage than almost all of his other suits can like he's just getting a mini gun to all of him and he's fine he's walking through it it's interesting that when you have a much bulkier suit you can take that like i know he takes a lot of damage (laughs) later on but it's interesting that he never really uses a bigger suit other than the hulkbuster that's for like an extreme circumstance yeah (laughs) Because there's that weird Igor suit in Iron Man 3 that, like, holds up that thing, but we never get to see him use it, which sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was saying when that movie came out, that's the Hulkbuster. It's like, I really hope not, because it <laughs> busted no Hulks. I didn't see one Hulk busted. And then there was a Hulk busted. Oh, my God. Do you think there's a t-shirt that has Hulk, and then it's got the, the circle with the cross through it, like the Ghostbusters symbol, but it's Hulk, and it says Hulkbusters? I Put so. that on a t-shirt yeah, if nobody we... has. Merch. Yeah, that, oh my, I would buy that. <laughs> if it's our merch, if it's just somebody steals our idea, I don't care. Just Let's buy our own me. merch. Yeah, whatever. Support well, our business. Yeah, support ourselves. <laughs> we'll support ourselves, I guess. Oh, that's a great idea for a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I, should do I'm it. sure I'm sure we're not the first people to think of that. But maybe we're the first people to make it a reality. Let's see. I hope so. <laughs> I guess in all of the Iron Man movies, to just see the, like, the progress of the suits. I love that element. How many it. suits are there? In this one, there's only the three. No, I mean in general. Aren't there like 50-something? The red and gold one from Iron Man 3 is Mark 42. So if you say he has about three suits in each movie, that's like, uh, how many movies is he in after that? He's in Age of Ultron, Civil War, Homecoming, which he probably just only has one suit in that movie. After that, then Infinity War and Endgame, where he has, I would say probably there's like 55-ish suits, but I don't know that. Yeah, I'm curious, so I'm looking it up now. There's so many, and also it's cool to see... That, like, this suit, the one in this, is, like, really bare bones, and eventually he just has a suit that, like, uses nanomachines to, like, build the suit onto his skin, and then there's just, a like, he has a shield <laughs> built into the suit. Nanomachines. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. I was waiting for you to say yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course, I really like the escalation of technology. But it's weird in Iron Man 3 how he keeps picking the suit that falls apart if anything touches it. (laughs) What a weird decision in that movie that I love. (laughs) Because I'm an idiot. and think that's the best Iron Man movie. Yeah, it is funny. I love Shane Black, but... 
maybe it's important to talk about where Robert Downey Jr. was uh, as a person. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> because very famously, he had a lot of problems with drugs, and he went to prison for drug use. And the and so he's always been in the public eye as like this huge figure who's made a lot of mistakes. And then he totally turned himself around. He was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He was in a lot of movies because he was an Oscar-winning actor in the '90s. And then he got taken down uh, by all the drug use. But then he made a huge comeback. That's why it's so poetic for him to be cast as Tony Stark is because Tony Stark's life is basically just a more glamorous version of what happened to him. Yeah. That's <laughs> another reason why he's the perfect person to cast because he's been through that, making terrible mistakes and then completely turning yourself around. Literally, Robert Downey Jr. just is Tony Stark. I know people, people In say that every a lot, way. but like... It kind of is. <laughs> we can't say that he's not one of the best casting choices for a superhero ever. Yeah. He's hands down up there with Chris Evans and Hugh Jackman as just a complete nailing of a character. I'm, I... of course, talking about Chris Evans for Human Torch. Yes, of <laughs> course. Turns up, Metalhead! I think all of the casting for the MCU just in general, I think all of it is pretty perfect casting. I can't think of anybody that seems like miscast. The people that are miscast are usually quickly replaced, and we That's need to talk fair. about Terrence Howard yeah. as you know, Rhodey. I can, I can kind of see why he got replaced. He wasn't that great in this. <laughs> you know, I like him in this movie. I couldn't see Don Cheadle being in the first Iron Man. That seems weird to me. I couldn't see him in that role. I like Terrence Howard as Rhodey, but I'm glad that he was replaced. Not even because I think he's yeah. bad. I think he's good in this. I like the dynamics. I like. Uh, he's I, fine. I like when they first reunite after tony's been in afghanistan they're talking about the fun v and stuff like there's a lot of good stuff and that makes that uh next time baby line so sad because of course there is no next time. not for him <laughs> next time baby it turns out <laughs> that the person that i helped become iron man when it was time for to do re to re-up for the second one yep. took the money that was supposed to go to me and push me out not for him and i was watching a lot of interviews and they were all talking about how oh yeah we're gonna do war machine in the next iron man movie which they did but hearing <laughs> terrence howard talk about how excited he was to be war machine and he didn't and then he wasn't <laughs> it sucks i feel bad for him but i know why he he was yeah. let go and uh, again that happened with edward norton in the next movie because they're still figuring things out like not everything's perfect now people would not be recast that character would just be written out people haven't been recast in the mcu since like 2012 with Mark Ruffalo it's been that long that a yeah. major character has been replaced I'm not talking about like an older version of somebody well, like, yeah yeah obviously, obviously but. well that's that's because Marvel usually gets it right the first time when it comes to casting usually usually because I mean Chris Hemsworth uh with his eyebrows and, <laughs> and Chris Evans and he got people, fixed I don't even think Edward Norton's the worst Hulk I just he's not the right fit for this universe yeah thing. I mean, I think he he was fine like for the movie, but I don't think for the universe as a whole he really fit. No, he's very different. Mark Ruffalo is such a different character than Edward Norton is. Also, I I found how many uh marks for the Iron Man suits there are in the MCU. Uh, so there's been 51 suits in the MCU. Oh wow, that's less than I thought. But in Endgame, uh, that is Mark 85. Oh, okay. 
Sure. I mean, if he's been working on it for like 11 years. Yeah. So oh, Wait, actually, it'd be like 16 years because of the yeah. time jump. So, so Mark 85. <laughs> 85, okay. Sure. So it's weird to see like Mark 1 being the, the big, the clunky huge, suit. clunky yeah. suit, and then Mark 85 fighting Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the escalation of his life. Even looking at the suits, that's basically a metaphor for Tony Stark's life. Is like things start out clunky and then eventually everything gets so calculated and smooth which is that's kind of his journey as yeah. a character man the the name for that suit is kind of ironic the invincible iron man <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oops oh boy <laughs> yeah in the ble- bleeding edge <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah him getting stabbed with part of the bleeding edge suit yeah, that... and then infinity war well th- that's a that's a whole thing i hope they remember you I guess Tony's all about ironic names for his suits. He literally is. I mean, <laughs> Betty and Veronica with the Hulkbuster <laughs> unit being called. It's so weird that we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right there's now. A like, lo- it feels weird. It feels We've weird. We've said there's a lot of weird things in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and there is, but also it feels more normal than usual because this is so comfortable and like I've seen these movies 100,000 times. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. we're finally in the area where I've actually seen these movies before. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there'll still be some curveballs with like Ghost Rider and Punisher Warzone. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops, I kicked the thing. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow in this is pretty good. <laughs> this is maybe my favorite dynamic between those two that we've ever had because... Them together is the worst part of Iron Man 2. We have already awarded contracts yeah. to the wind farm people. Don't say wind farm, and I'm already feeling gassy. And to the plastic plantation treat, which was yeah. your idea, by the way. Those people right. are on payroll, Everything was and my you idea. won't make a decision. I don't care about the liberal agenda anymore. They are awful and annoying in Iron Man 2 whenever they're talking to each other. It brings that movie down a lot. Yeah, I think they're at their best in this and in Endgame. Then, like, the in-between is kind of... When they're not screaming at each other. Yeah. Even in Iron Man 3, they're better. The rest, I feel like it's kind of rough. It's, like, either rough or Pepper just isn't there at all. Mm -hmm, Which, I mean, I kind of prefer with how bad they usually are. (laughs) Sure, I don't even know if it's usually. It's mostly in that movie. It's cleaned up in Iron Man 3, and then that's the last time you see her until Homecoming. And then from then on, she's pretty good. But she's a fucking crazy lady, and she runs a cult, so... Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Vagina candles. Vagina (laughs) candles. Well, the candle is called, This Smells Like My Vagina. (laughs) The vagina candles are the peak of the iceberg. No, my... Okay. (laughs) Uh My my YouTube recommended is... It it gets weird sometimes. Uh, Somebody decided to buy a bunch of... Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candles and then use those candles to burn their Pokemon card collection. Okay, yeah. I don't know why. Is that the whole story? Yeah, that's right. it. Well, just, I actually... Just there. <laughs> I want the vagina candles to be lit at my funeral. I want every single member why? of my family to light a Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle in honor of my memory. That's... And I want you to be there, Franny. I want you to light a candle <laughs> for me. Will you do that for me? This is going to sure. be real sad if I die the day after this episode airs. <laughs> Everybody, I want you to fly out to California. Yeah, next time next time you get on a plane, there's going to be an accident. I want gonna... you to light a vagina candle for me. I'm not going to be getting on a plane until like November, probably. I don't have to go for a very long time. My <laughs> siblings are gone right now. Really? Yeah, they're not here. <laughs> vagina candles in the wind. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. I will wear that. 
Anyway, she's good in this movie. They have some great dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> and I really enjoy everything that goes on between them. You know, Coulson's weird in this. It's weird that he just shows up and he's like, because he's a character created for these movies. Appointment. <laughs> yeah, he was just supposed to be agent in these movies, but they were like, you know what? We'll give you a name. You can be your own character because you're charismatic and we like you. And I like him a lot. I like yeah, I like him, him a lot. And he's, is he in all of the, is he in all of them? Like, I, he's in. Before he dies? <laughs> yes. Except Captain America. Obviously. And I don't know. He's not in Incredible Hulk. But he's in Thor, and he's in uh, Avengers. Avengers, obviously. yeah, and he's in Iron Man too. So he's and in most of them. He's in, yeah, he's in most of them up until his untimely death, and then he's brought back and has his own TV show, which is weird that he Why has he... Asian Coulson as his own TV show. Yeah, I mean, I like him, but I don't think he can hold an entire show, and I've never seen an episode of the show, so I don't know how it is. I've but... seen a, a few episodes of that show. How is it? It's fine. Uh, apparently, okay. it gets much better. There's a lot of interesting stuff on Isn't it over, or isn't it ending? I think it's ending. I don't know if it's over. I like that, that additional character, because Marvel movies don't add characters anymore. There's no... Just because there's so much in the, in this universe, and there's so many people from the comics that you can pull from, there yeah. aren't any, like, here's a character just for the movie, which is maybe a good thing. I mean, seeing as, like, we're at the point of, like, Infinity War and Endgame, where there's, like... 30 main characters. Sure. I don't yeah. think there's really a, a necessity for for like movie original characters. No, I don't think so either. I just that's another interesting thing that's like, oh yeah, this universe is so small that we're literally making up characters and then eventually just wow, is everybody you could ever <laughs> Everyone want is here. <laughs> Everyone is here. Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> brings Sans into into Endgame, <laughs> but only as a skin. Yes, <laughs> only only as a only as a, only as an skin. Iron Man suit. <laughs> that is horrifying. It's an Iron Man suit. Gaster uh, blaster of full surveys. <laughs> That's something I never wanted. It's just an Iron Man suit, but with the color scheme of Sans. <laughs> No, I think it should just be the Sands costume. It's just okay. It's just Sands. Yeah, he's the right <laughs> but Tony height. Stark is in it. He's got the jacket. Yeah, but it happens to be Tony Stark. <laughs> no, either that or it's just it's just like one of the automated suits, like from Iron Man Three. <laughs> Ew! What a what a gross thought. <laughs> <laughs> he gets into the Sands because he defeats Aldrich Killian. Well, he half defeats him because Gwyneth Paltrow gets the final hit in because girl power. Yeah, <laughs> nine to five. But he gets in, like, one of the Iron Man suits and he blows up. So, what if? <laughs> what if it was the Sand suit? What an awful this episode tangent. Is already this is going a bad tangent. <laughs> what a way to honor the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> of course, John Favreau directed this, who has gone on to do a lot of the Disney live-action remakes. But he's also working on The Mandalorian. He directed Iron Man 2. All sorts of great stuff. And he plays Happy Hogan in this movie, who is just such a delightful character. I really like him in this. He's yeah. better in Iron Man 2. Because he actually has more to do. Movies. <laughs> yeah. But he's still so much fun. I like that he's written himself. And usually when a director writes himself into a movie, I'm like, this is an ego thing and I hate it. But in this, it feels so natural. Yeah. Because J.J. Abrams voiced a droid in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Oh, he was the most annoying piece of shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Just like J.J. Abrams. No, I'm kidding. Oh, well, you know what? J.J. Abrams can fuck off. <laughs> Why? What did, what did he do? Ruin Star Wars? Sorry. <laughs> my entire J.J. Abrams life just flashed before my eyes. It's not even... It's All not of J.J. Abrams movies. It's not even worth talking about. Um, it's not even the movies. It's just... Him? As a person? No, not, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, 
Okay. It's a confusing thing. When we do our Star <laughs> Wars podcast, we'll talk about them for hours and hours. But okay, I'm right sure now, we will. Right now, not important. Let's just enjoy the good news. Let's just, let's just enjoy John Favreau and all of his glory. <laughs> there is so much glory to that yeah. man. Yeah, <sighs> what a guy. <laughs> He's great. I love that action sequence in this movie when he does annihilate everybody in like Gamera or wherever. Yeah. It is. It's so cool. And also flies in, so brutal. <laughs> which it should be, because they're fucking terrorists. Because yeah. this was made seven years into the, the Gulf War, and it makes a lot of sense, because there is a lot of... Ter- you know how Michael Bay movies have, like, fascistic military stuff, where it's like, military is the best, and we love America. There isn't that, per se, but there is a lot of, I don't know, like, glamorizing the military, but then also the whole message is, we're not glamorizing the military, this is an awful thing. There's a lot of imagery in the start of this yeah. movie, which is a thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's a thing. Speaking of um, like America, I don't know why, but I really enjoy the speech before, like that uh, that Tony makes before he sends out that rocket. Just about like oh, <laughs> just about yeah. America. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it, and it's worked out pretty well so far. <laughs> they say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I respectfully disagree. I prefer the weapon you only have to fire once. Everything he says is, is gold. I yeah. think in this movie, in every movie, even the bad movies, he always has great lines. He gets maybe a little too quippy in Age of Ultron. I'll still take it though. I still enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it. That that I think that's just him. That's just who he is. And that, that's fine. Joss Whedon writing for him. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Bettany, of course, voices Jarvis. He's never seen this movie, and he felt <laughs> He's like... He's never seen it? No, because he doesn't care. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> he has so more important things to do. how they got him back was... Because he recorded all his lines for this movie in two hours, and then made a lot of money did off he, of it. Did he know that it was going to be an Iron Man, or was it just he knew like... He knew what it was. Okay. I think he worked with Joss Whedon on something before, and Joss Whedon was like, hey, will you do this for me? He's like, yeah, sure, we're friends, I'll do that. They really fucked him over eventually by making him... One of the most makeup intensive characters yeah. in the entire universe, which I think is so funny that originally he was literally phoning in his lines, and now he's just, oh my god! Like yeah, they remember when you were just a voice, completely turned him around, and I love that because there's no way that he knew that that would happen because Jarvis, this is the first time Jarvis has ever been a computer system. Usually he's a man. Jarvis isn't usually turned into Vision, and this he is. There's no way he could have seen it coming, but also he's a trooper for actually doing it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he's stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I would have. Like, if I was a Paul Bettany type, like a really, like, kind of A-list, uh, like, auteur stage actor and working in Shakespeare movies and stuff, I wouldn't want to put on purple makeup and fly around. Yeah, but he does, know, and that's, yeah. that's I mean, awesome. I, I wouldn't want to do that either, but... He's great as Vision, so I'm glad he stuck around. And if we're going through actors, we need to talk about the villain of the film, Jeff Bridges, who is a man that I love with my entire heart. But we discovered, I discovered... Yeah, Gabe had a mental breakdown with me uh, a few hours ago. Quite interesting, and I don't even think this is like breaking new ground. I'm sure people have talked about this, but I'm surprised that I've never heard anyone bring it up. Maybe it's just because when people talk about Avengers Endgame, there's so much there that it's kind of glossed over. But of course, Thor dresses like the Big Lebowski in that movie, and Tony Stark refers to him as that character. Inside there, Lebowski. 
and Jeff Bridges, who plays the dude in that movie, his most iconic role in cinematic history, a very iconic role that has spawned a religion. That's a whole other. That could be like a do go on style Wait, report. So you're not. You're not joking. Nope. It will just gloss. It's right a whole thing. <laughs> I'm sure people know about it, or maybe not. I'm, I don't I'm know. sure they do, but I mean, yeah, dudeism. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Is that actually what it's called? It's literally what it's called. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, that's interesting. Everybody look that up. But Jeff Bridges plays a character in this universe. Jeff Bridges' most iconic role is a movie in this universe. That doesn't make any sense. This is another Stan Lee attending the Fantastic Four's wedding situation, but worse, I think, (laughs) because the actor is in the movie. Hasn't this happened with another movie? Sebastian Stan... I mean, he's in Hot Tub Time Machine. And they yeah, talk they about make that reference to that. Samuel Jackson is in the prequels. They talk about Star Wars all the time. Just think. Just yeah, don't just... make that reference. Don't make the reference if you know that he's in these movies. Don't dress <laughs> Thor like the I dude. Ho- I hope they did it on purpose. <laughs> I bet. I think they just forgot. I think they totally forgot he was ever in these movies. And yeah, they just I mean, changed it. who would remember Obadiah Stane? <laughs> Me, everybody, you should remember <laughs> your villains in this universe because you know who your fans are and you know that the fans are going to talk about this stuff. <laughs> Why has no one talked about this? I'm sure this people have. This drove me nuts that I'd never heard someone. It's so obvious, too. Yeah, it's it's weird, but whatever. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the only thing, whenever this happens, because this happens a lot, Whenever this kind of thing happens in a movie where they're referencing something that an actor was in in real life, I just have to imagine who played Jeff Bridges' role in that movie. Jeff who was Bridges. the dude? No, it can't be. It would have to be somebody else. Nobody else could play that part. It's Obadiah Stane's uh, twin, twin brother, Jeff Bridges. Yes. Identical twin. <laughs> That's fucking awful. That's so dumb. It, <laughs> it, yeah, it really is. <sighs> <laughs> the dude abides. I don't know. Maybe maybe the dude was just drifting through life and eventually he met up with Tony Stark. Maybe the Lebowski. Maybe d- the dude is a real person in the Marvel Universe that Tony Stark knows. He's like a public figure. This is a weird tangent. Maybe what <laughs> happened in the Big Lebowski just was canon in this universe. You know, I'm sure it was. And maybe it's a prequel to this movie. I think the Big Lebowski, I think people just know. Like He was a historical figure that people knew. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then he went on to be Obadiah Stane. And he went on to to become the Ironmonger. And he exploded. He got blowed up. And he got blowed up. He he, he really did. Why? He Would really you did this? get blowed up. Um, because filmmakers are bad at making Why films. Why is the sun <laughs> in my eyes now? Why is it coming through the window? Because it hates you. Uh, I actually kind of like Obadiah Stane as a villain? No, he's great. He's so much fun. I don't like that he goes crazy for no reason, though. But I he's mean... just a little, like, mad at Tony, and then he's like, oh, I'll start working with terrorists more directly and get my own Iron Man suit and start paralyzing people. Yeah, the thing is so stupid. It's a big <laughs> jump. It's a big... I love the, the final yeah, action sequence. Big... Yeah. I love all that stuff, but... That is a huge leap to make. You're you know, trying I to give the, rid the world of weapons. You gave it its best one. Yeah, he kind of becomes a cartoon villain. But he then does. it's fine because he gets blowed up in a reactor. Yeah, so. he got blowed up. I like him, though. I like him a lot. Yeah, He's I, good. Really, I like him I a lot. I wish he didn't die. I wish we still had him around. But yeah, it's kind of weird. Oh, okay, all the scenes that have to do with 
the the reactor in Tony's chest made me so uncomfortable. Oh, because it's gross. It's very she's gross. She's playing Operation yeah. in his chest. So weird. And also, <laughs> Obadiah is staying paralyzing him just to rip it out of his chest. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> and just honestly. be like, okay, bye. He basically pulled that man's heart out Temple of Doom style. It wasn't as severe. Uh, I want to know how they did. Was it just CG? It was a fake chest. Okay. There's like yeah. a layer of latex over it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Uh, but yeah, no, it's gross, which it should be. It's effective. Yeah, it's. It's like most of this movie is effective. Artificial goo. <laughs> yeah, goo. <laughs> There's 450 separate pieces of the Iron Man suit, by the way. Are you serious? There's a lot of that. So yeah. that's like that. There's an actual suit. There's an actual suit. It's not usually he's just wearing the shell and like the helmet, but there's all these pieces built. When he's like flying around, it's CG, but there's still practical stuff, which now we do none of. We won't even have a gun be real. Nope. Which that's a, something I've yelled about before. But yeah. It's dumb. They have the money. <laughs> they have unlimited, unlimited funds. Just do it. Don't be lazy. Yeah. So know, there, there's no excuse. It's just stupid. Let's talk about money, Franny. Okay. You owe me do a I? lot of money. Sure I do. No, you don't. But Robert Downey Jr. was paid $500,000 for this movie. It's not not a lot. Yeah. He went on to be paid $75 million for Endgame. That, yeah. That's that a lot right. more. He made his money back. Yeah, I think he's look how far he came. <laughs> billion dollars uh, off this. And he gets paid more than any other person who's ever been in these movies because he was first, so he has the best paycheck. Chris Evans got like 300000 for Captain America. Oh, God. <laughs> he get more as time went on, but it's not a big paycheck for being the star. He still gets paid 300000 for he each movie. He gets less, actually. <laughs> he, he gets, gets 30000 bucks a movie, yeah. They gave him They gave him like five cents for Endgame. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just CG you in. You don't have to come on set. <laughs> we'll CG you in. We'll CG you old. <laughs> It'll be great. You don't even. Yeah, you don't have to be here. Yeah, you don't have to come on set. We'll credit you and everything, and we'll pay you like a couple bucks. We'll pay you for your likeness, but that's about it. Hey, everybody. Gabe from the future here. I'm just here to apologize for the next 45 minutes of what you're about to hear. This will never happen again, and I am so sorry. I think some of you are going to enjoy the delusional next, well, period of your lives. And I think some of you are really going to hate it. So this is for the people who are in the going to hate it category. I'm sorry. It was a long weekend. I'm okay. Don't even worry about it. Back to the show. Are you just spacing out? No. What are you doing? I'm thinking. About? Um... You can't just go completely quiet. This is an all audio-based <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so should we talk about <laughs> the one connection to everything else, which is that Nick Fury scene at the end? First end credit scene, not in a Marvel movie, but in an MCU movie. Obviously. This is the first one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Come on, Gabe. Forgot. Well, you're slowly, you're you're slowly losing it. <laughs> Hulk 2003 is technically the first MCU. Okay, movie. well, that's questionable. Oh no, <laughs> that'll, be fine. that'll be fine. That one's a little questionable, but the first official. This is the first official MCU movie. <laughs> what what is happening to me? Uh, I don't Why know. Why do I like this right now? Yeah, I I don't know. You can't keep spacing out like this. I can't hold this show on my own. Maybe I just want to see what you'll do <laughs> if I just go blank. Nothing. See you spin your wheels. 
absolutely nothing. What were we just talking? Oh yeah, the Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Okay. I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world, Mr. Stark? You become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of Shield. Huh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. So recently, they put out that alternate take where he talks about Spider-Man and mutants and stuff. As if gamma accidents, radioactive bug bites, and assorted mutants weren't enough. I have to deal with a spoiled brat who doesn't play well with others and wants to keep all his toys to himself. Not the one they went with in this movie. It's pretty vague, but it's also iconic and great, and I think it was very well hidden. Obviously, everybody made, like, no, it was a skeleton crew. Nobody wanted anybody to know that Sam Jackson was even in this movie because... Because he wasn't. <laughs> no. Technically. Well, I mean, technically, he's there. He's in the end credit scene. That's but... still the movie. Yeah, but he's technically not in... Okay, you think people knew to sit through the credits in this movie? No, but some hey, people... Well, there you go. People clearly did. Yeah, cl- okay, people clearly did, but he's kind of Franny. pretty much not in the movie. Franny. What are you talking about? Samuel Jackson <laughs> is in this movie for about five seconds. Samuel so Jackson count. was paid two hundred million dollars for his. Are game you yet. fucking kidding? No. Me? Okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh my uh, god! We gotta finish this up quick before <laughs> Gabe's brain melts out of his ears. <laughs> I am malfunctioning today. <laughs> I cannot think for a single no, second. No, I mean yes. I mean fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, he was not. I don't even know if he was paid. <laughs> he did it for free. Maybe. I mean, again, uh, technically, he's not in the movie, according to you. Technically. Technically. Sure. That's a good scene. He really is. Because it's like, I think we need to talk about where Marvel movies were at this time. Obviously, we talk about all these movies. But just from like a studio standpoint, in the 90s, they sold all their rights to everybody all over the place. Because they were going bankrupt. They are going bankrupt. They're selling filing cabinets or whatever. What? That was a story. Okay, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Tangent, real quick. Okay. It's not even a tangent. It's Iron tangent. Man based. It's Iron Man related. Okay, I'm sure it is. So, Tales of Suspense, issue 39, is the first appearance of Iron Man. I was reading this morning, and there's a moment when a villain, because the same kind of thing happens, but it's in Vietnam. He gets taken by, by terrorists, and he has to build weapons and whatever. But one of the ways that <laughs> they try to hold him back is the leader of the terrorists fills a filing cabinet up with rocks <laughs> and throws it at him. He puts rocks <laughs> in every drawer, and he throws it. And that's an effective method to combat Iron Man. <laughs> of course it is. That's so funny, because it's like one panel, he runs into the room, <laughs> and the next panel, he throws it at him. <laughs> and he's like, I filled this with rocks. I don't know when he had time to do that. Or if he just had a filing cabinet filled with rocks before. It's his it's his secret weapon. He just has a backup filing cabinet cabinet of rocks. I was so worried that I wouldn't be able to work that into the show, but I really wanted to mention it. Sorry, I was we're yawning. talking about the Nick Fury scene. Okay, what about it? <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah, no, we were talking about where Marvel was. Right, they were going bankrupt uh, selling filing cabinets. They sold all the rights rocks. to all their characters. Uh, Sony got Spider-Man, Fox got X-Men, Fantastic Four. They let go of pretty much everybody. They let go of Iron Man, actually. He went to Universal initially, then he went to New Line, and then eventually uh, Marvel got him back. So they're like, the only Marvel characters that people really know 
our Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. We gave all those away. Who do we have? Iron Man? Nobody fucking knows who that is. I feel like they possibly <laughs> just drew it out of a hat. Like, they just put, like... Yeah, potentially. Like, everything they had kind of shook it around a little bit, and they're just like, all right, fuck it, we're making an Iron Man movie. Get Robert Downey Jr. on the line. <laughs> well, when, when Universal wanted to do it in the 90s, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise... It, is, it, is it just all of the usual candidates for action movies? And Nicolas Cage. Okay. That'd be kind of incredible. You, yeah, you know that'd watch be, that. That'd With the goatee, he's probably had one before. I'm I'm sure he has, but just the idea of the the entire movie being exactly the same, but it's Nicolas Cage instead. <laughs> that just sounds hilarious. I want to protect the people. I put it in harm's way. <laughs> he's stuck with me by my side. Let's turn Christopher Walken. <gasps> Christopher Walken is Tony Stark. Tony's that'd be incredible. No, too. you know what? Nicolas Cage as uh, as Tony and Christopher Walken as Jarvis. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Tony, the ice flaps. You gotta look out because it's getting real cold, and we need the fire to keep it warm. That's what he'd say. <laughs> okay, so when this movie before they got Robert Downey Jr. to do it, imagine anybody else being Tony Stark would be weird. You got Clive Owen who was in Children of Men, not a lot else, or Sam Rockwell. Who, of course, went on to be Justin Hammer, the best part of Iron Man 2. And almost Black Mask in Birds of Prey. <laughs> oh, yeah, which also would have been good. Sam Rockwell should be in every movie because he's fantastic and amazing. Sam and Rockwell should be in movies. <laughs> he should. Well, he is sometimes. should be in more movies. He should be in every Every movie should be required to have Sam Rockwell in it it's because he's incredible. Joss Whedon almost directed this. He didn't, uh, obviously, but then he directed Robert Downey Jr. in Avengers. Avengers Age of Ultron, and weirdly enough, Quentin Tarantino wanted to direct this. Oh, that would be so different. <laughs> It'd be different and weird, and I never want to see him do a, a adaptation. Yeah, anything. I think this definitely, I think the MCU definitely wouldn't have started if Quentin Tarantino made this movie. Quentin Tarantino could do, like, Luke Cage or Punisher or something like I street think, level. I think he would definitely be good for Punisher. I'm not interested in that. Tarantino <laughs> is is one of my favorite directors of all time, but no, he's wrong for that. Yeah, I feel like he just doesn't fit with superheroes. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think so. Too. I think he could do comic books because he loves superheroes. But I don't think that he that's can the do right comic choice. books. But there's like a a limit. <laughs> Yeah, he shouldn't be doing a Marvel movie. He needs to be doing the the like non-powered comic book characters. <laughs> I mean, think think about it, Granny. What? Iron Man doesn't have superpowers. I mean, he's still a superhero because he has a big metal suits, so oh, it's close geez. enough. Oh, jeez, Granny. When Robert Pattinson was like, superheroes have to have superpowers. Batman wasn't bitten by a radioactive bat. Batman's a fucking loser. Batman sucks. Says the guy that was Who's a vampire be for five movies. Well, now he's going to be Batman. And now, yeah, now he's going to be Batman. See, that's why you wanted him to be bitten by a bat. Because <laughs> vampires bat. turn into bats sometimes. <laughs> vampire I don't Batman. think that's a power that Edward Cullen had, though. I don't think he ever turned into a bat. Don't act like you don't know. He didn't Those are your favorite movies. I, I, those movies are interesting. <laughs> You've seen them all. I have. Shut the fuck up, Franny. <laughs> you know that he doesn't turn into a bat. <laughs> I am aware of that. So, in the 90s, Marvel was selling their filing cabinet. Did I say that? Yeah, we did. Filing cabinet full of rocks? Yep. Alright. <laughs> I'm buffering right now. Some would call this Marvel's biggest gamble 
which is the title of a Mr. Sunday Movies video okay. about this. <laughs> okay. Nice plug. Nice they would have, like, whenever a movie tries to do this, this is why everyone wants cinematic universes also. This movie has defined, like, an era of cinema. Whenever a movie teases for a sequel, it's awful. It never works. But this movie does it, and it worked out perfectly. That's why this is such a rare exception. In this movie, they were like, yeah, what about the Avengers Initiative? And then next movie, Incredible Hulk, which came out a month later. A month? Literally early June. This was early May of 2008. Why would they put them so close? I don't know. Or, well, they I were going bankrupt. Were both, <laughs> were both tacked on also, probably, because, well, that's not true, actually. Because there is some Stark stuff throughout throughout Incredible Hulk. Is there? Yeah, like there's that sound cannon that they blast him with, and that's like Stark tech, and there's some schematics throughout that yeah. movie, so... Maybe not, actually, which is interesting. But yeah, Nick Fury shows up at the end of this. Tony Stark shows up at the end of The Incredible Hulk. Interesting that so close together, they're really hammering home, yeah, we're doing this. Like, immediately, we're having this movie, we're going to put Nick Fury in it. This movie, we're going to put Tony Stark in it. Next movie has Nick Fury and Tony Stark together, and they're, they've got Black Widow. Like, they worked really fast to introduce everybody. Yeah, I feel like it could have very easily just backfired and then they just like wasted millions of dollars making movies that didn't exactly. get money back that's why it's such a huge deal and such a surprise that it worked out so well because now this is a like hundred billion dollar franchise yeah. or something so everybody has seen these movies i mean disney bought them pretty much for the mcu so <laughs> yeah and i mean like super quick like i yeah. think the purchase was 2009 but they didn't start producing their movies until First Avenger, I think. Still, though, I mean, you can tell the Disney influence as soon as they get their hands on it. A little bit. Because, <laughs> yeah, this movie, Incredible Hulk, is so much more brutal than anything that happens afterwards. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. We, we talk about that all the time because I think <laughs> we still, I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's um, definitely. I, I want to see, like, where the MCU would have gone if Disney, like, hadn't bought them. Like, yeah. would it still be as, like, I guess, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if it would be as... Oh, yeah. Or at least, grounded. like, as, like, dark. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, actually. I'm wondering if it would be as successful. Because I think it's it's the movies people come for and the characters. I don't think it's Disney. If they're releasing the same movie but it wasn't under the Disney brand, I don't know if it would... Like, that doesn't mean that less people would see it. Yeah, definitely nobody's coming for it because Disney has it. No. Yeah, I don't know. But everything worked out perfectly for these. Yeah, it worked out pretty good. <laughs> it really did. I mean, yeah, that's why this movie sparked up seemingly a hundred movies, which we've said so many times. But even more than sparking films in the same franchise, everyone wants a shared universe now. DC tried to do it and failed. The Dark Universe happened. They tried to do it. They fucked happened up. Happened for like two movies. Happened for one movie. It was for one? It was one movie. I thought there was like a couple. <laughs> no, Franny. It was one movie. Wasn't it The the Mummy? Yeah, it was just The Mummy. Okay. It goes... Because... How was it supposed to be a universe then if there's only one movie? That was supposed to kick off the universe. Oh, and then the that movie That was bombed. supposed to be the Iron Man. <laughs> And nobody fucking cared. Oh, no. I don't even know if it bombed, but nobody cared. It probably bombed. It probably I watched did. it. It's Awful. fine. It's like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that was so gross. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yes, right. Gabe, I know I sound like a rat. <laughs> you look like a rat. Has yes, I do. Art? I hope so. Yeah. If I put that up? Did I put that up? You probably have. If I, if I didn't, I will when this comes out. Yeah. 
because that's some great work, and I wish that that's the one that we went with. Yeah, you know, we should have. I I kind of I kind of wish we did. <laughs> yeah, that that could be your ego, <laughs> a rat. You know, there's a movie called Rat Boy, and it's about a boy who has a rat face. He's got a rat face, don't he? Big ugly snout and whiskers. Nobody's seen it, and I just learned about it a couple weeks ago, and I don't know why. I've never heard of it. It's Rat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. Rat Boy. I'll put a link in the description to buy Rat Boy, <laughs> because it's so funny. Yeah, I... <laughs> why isn't he part of the MCU? Is there is there a, a rat-based superhero in, in the Marvel comics? Definitely, Franny. Spider-Man. There... Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is... This is so quickly falling apart. Okay, it's time for listeners. <laughs> yeah, time time for people with more coherent thoughts than Gabe to to have the floor. It is past my bedtime, three forty two p.m. in the. I was gonna say in the afternoon. Yeah, this That's is this is late for for recording. <laughs> you want to shift around in your chair a little more? This chair creaks. Yeah, it really does. Okay, here's Paul, not Paul Brennan, our normal Paul. Okay. Iron Man list. Again, I have not read this, so this could be anything. Okay. Okay. Iron Man list. Thank you. Probably one of, if not the best origin movie I've ever seen. Robert Downey Jr. is flawless as the character, which goes without saying. He is Iron Man. That's what he says in the movie. Yep, that's what he says at the end of the movie. It's the last line of the movie. It was the last line that he said. The film holds up extremely well. Villain is a weird, bald, not cancer man. I think... Paul thinks the only way you can be bald is if you have cancer and he's confused when is people that, don't. Is that not the only way? I got something to tell you after this. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Franny's bald also. People have probably seen I'm a bald rat man. Yeah. More like Iron Monger. Am I right? I don't... <laughs> what? I don't get that. <laughs> what? what? Iron Monger? I hardly know her. Ha. He didn't say that. Yeah, I'm I can tell. <laughs> Nah, I'm joking. Paul, nobody knows what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> Tony Stark could make a better list than this in a cave. With a box of scraps. Uh, I don't know why that line made me crack up. <laughs> because it's really funny. And then we yeah, see just, it again, just... Franny. We see it again. That guy comes back. Do you know who that guy is? He's in uh, Far From Home, isn't he? Yeah, but do you know who he is? No. It's Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Oh my god. Tony Stark could make Holy better shit. reactor Holy with shit. Wait, <laughs> Franny. Oh, God. I'm standing up. Um, yeah, yes, you are. I gotta tell people. What? I just realized in Iron Man 3, there's the kid who looks like Ralphie from A Christmas Story, and Tony Stark says, I loved you in A Christmas Story, by the way. And Ralphie, the actor who plays him from A Christmas Story, is he's, it? Yeah, in he's in the movie. The movie. That's weird. Why is it? Okay. I'll well, okay. Now. That one. I'll stand up. That one is a little less weird, I think. Because... I think that's the same level of weird. No, because, I mean, he was a kid, so in the universe, that guy, or, well... You think that man was a child actor? Never mind, yeah, that's, that's just... That's weird, and then yeah. he went on to be a scientist for I Stark mean, is he, does he, is he still in movies, other than in, like, in Iron Man and Far From Home? Has he been in anything else? Any other MCU movies? No, or just any in general. Now? Like, I think, yeah, still I think he still acts, yeah. Okay, then then yeah, that's 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 weird. so yeah. weird. <laughs> and that's weird that Ralphie from A Christmas Story would be working for Tony Stark even if he did yeah, play him in I, that movie. You know, what, whatever. <laughs> okay, back to Paul. Hmm, I don't have much to say about this movie even though I love it. I'm listening to Ariana Grande as I write this list. As we all know, the famous scene where Iron Man suits up to thank you next. I'm also in work. 
I'm seeing Birds of Prey in an hour. Probably not as good as Iron Man. The only reason I hate rewatching this movie is because I hate seeing the old roadie and it reminds me of the imperfections of the MCU <laughs> that I so often overlook. Maybe next time, suck my dick, Terrence Howard. <laughs> post credit scene is incredible. Love when he absolutely smokes the terrorists. The scene where he is dodging missiles when the the phone to roadie is incredible. <laughs> he had to stop. There was a break because he exceeded the Instagram message letter count. Okay. That's my list. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Who's next, Gabe? Okay, well, if you heard our incredible theme this week, which, holy shit, that was an incredible theme, yes. some would say. I would say that, too, because I really enjoyed listening to yeah. it. I can't believe people keep making us stuff, and everyone should send all their themes and whatever else they want to send us. You can find us on social media at Marvel Movie Pod. We love everything you make for us, but we also don't understand why you're making stuff for us. Make more <laughs> stuff for us, though. So Noah Solzman, who composed that and is just a great guy all around, and he's a great theme for Noah. Some would say it was good, and I'd say it's great. <laughs> I'm still standing, by the way, everybody. Yeah. I have. This is the, like... I don't know what's happening with Gabe, but I think he's having some sort of breakdown. So just... Noah Solzman says, I love the grittiness it has before it fully became a universe, like the cackling sex scene and the brutal revenge scene in The Village. I'm so glad that the universe became what it is, but it's cool to see this film be a little more its own thing and not bogged down by everything else. It truly feels like a movie and not just a way to get us to the next storyline. Noah, you nailed it on the head, man. That's exactly how I feel about the movie Iron Man from 2008. <laughs> Look, Franny, if they don't deserve me at my... If, if, if they don't love me at my standing up and reading things on my phone while walking around, then they don't deserve me at my sitting down in a chair and, and talking like a normal person. I absolutely wish that this was also a, a visual-based show. So I, wonder, that... I don't know if I'd do this if it was visual. I That's think I think off. you would. <laughs> okay, Phil better said... <laughs> Gabe has collapsed on the floor. He is laying under a chair. Phil Better said, This is still in my top five favorite MCU films. Just the purity of this film. It has nothing connected to it. It's free and clear to be as gritty or clean as it wants to be. It doesn't answer to anyone or anything. I watch this one normally two to three times a year just because the scene where Tony eats a burger after getting back is so natural. That's a great scene in that movie, actually. And, oh my god! And then Morgan Stark, she just wants a cheeseburger. Like, her dad loved cheeseburgers, and it was so sad. Well, okay. Whenever I see that, like him eating that burger, it just oh god, that voice crack. Um, it just burger. makes me, <laughs> burger. Uh, it just makes me laugh really hard because of him. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what is happening to, to my voice? No, it's not even that. It's just that, that I don't know what you're gonna say. No, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. learned that he hates Burger King because of that scene. You don't remember that? I know that Robert Downey Jr. Burger King is the reason he quit drugs. That's what it was. Yeah, I think it was because, because of he had that a burger scene. that was so gross that he decided to drive and dump all of his drugs in the ocean. Because that's what I guess you do when you have a bad burger. But yeah. good on him for dumping all. His yeah, drugs. good on him. But I just think it's funny that I think that was. I, that's I think why, that's what that's made him do it. Movie. That scene. That yeah, scene that, right there. That is why that's in the movie. No, that happened first, Franny. Did it? That happened okay. like two thousand three. This well, is a reference to why he quit drugs. Okay. But also then we get that sweet reference in Endgame and Happy's like, that we'll buy all burgers. the cheeseburgers you want. And I cried. I cried like 10 times. Yeah, I know you did. I was there. Oh, yeah. You cried. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Franny crying during movies. I'm still on the floor. Yes, you still are. 
I'm so do, you, sorry. do you have any any other? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think people. I think people are are done talking about this movie because everyone's talked about it, and we're really late to the party. I think you're also done talking about this movie. <laughs> Freddy, I am. I could go for four more hours. Could you? I'm gonna sleep for eight hours after this. <laughs> I'm just like I love Iron Man. I do too. He has repulsor rays. <laughs> he has laser beams. <laughs> yes, he does. He's Paul Bettany. He has Paul Bettany in At a briefcase. Yeah. Or, well, in the second suitcase. one, on this one. Yeah, that's a great scene. That's my favorite suit from any of these movies. The, what, the suitcase? The Mark V, yeah. Yeah, when he just shoves his hands in the Shoves suitcase. his hands in Franny. And he steps on the suitcase. What? No, he doesn't. Does he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. Good job. Gabe oh, not being politically correct. That's how you know it's been. It's, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that Gabe wasn't po- politically correct on the show. <laughs> it be the first time I'm going to have to censor it, though, because usually I cut it out <laughs> that time. Yeah, you know, yeah. talking <laughs> over you. I wonder if people are going to think this was a good one or no. it was a bad one. But, you know, sometimes people like when it's, like, really loose. <laughs> loose that, as in you not like, laying on not the floor? Like in a loose? vagina way, like in a podcast way. Is is loose in a podcast way? You laying on the floor reading? That's loose. Reading? Okay, that's loose. You know, yeah, that's pretty loose. But I think thank you Noah Salzman for composing a great theme for the show. Yeah, and thank you to Paul and Noah again for saying for giving us stuff to read on the show. Yes, you guys are great. So is everyone else that listens to our show, even though we don't understand why you do it. But you should keep doing it and tell all your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, you should. And and comment on our YouTube posts and our like our videos and and email us subscribe stuff. and email <laughs> us stuff and send us art and themes. What is our email, Gabe? Marvelmoviepod at gmail dot com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelmoviepod. You can find me on Instagram at flipdeg. You can find me on Twitter at flipdeg. But the e and egg is a three. Franny was trapped in an Afghan cave. Hell yeah. Wasn't able to. It was a fun time. I loved it. I don't know how you got out. You're not like that competent. Yeah, no. (laughs) But you're here. I I definitely didn't build the suit, that's for sure. What'd you do? Well, I just ran. (laughs) (laughs) You just ran? You ran so far away? Yep. Were you in Iran? Because that's kind of ironic. Yep, I ran to Iran. That's where I got picked up. Wait, why would you run there if you were... Don't ask questions. You know, I don't even want to, like, end, I'm not even trying to end the episode. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> okay, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, Stan Lee cameo. Stan Lee cameo. Fair? That's a solid you, cameo. Yeah. That's, that's a, much better. Than he doesn't even say anything, cameo. but I still love it. It's, it's usually better when he doesn't say things yeah. most of the time. There's some good ones where he talks, but I prefer it when he's, like, Larry King in the second one. Does there, is there any lines in this one where they do that joke that's, like, Tony Stark doesn't like to be handed stuff. That's such a weird gag that was in the first couple movies, and then they stopped after The Avengers, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they did that in this. Okay. They definitely do in the next one. Iron Man 2 is weird. Is it? Yeah, it kind of is. I don't remember a whole lot about Iron Man 2. No, I don't think most people do. I didn't watch it that long ago. I just remember the the race car scene and suitcase suit. What about the bird? And whiplash. And well, those are all the same scene. I know. <laughs> Everything else I know is they are. <laughs> so you know the one scene. Yeah, I know Everything the one scene that everyone scene. else knows. <laughs> what about his board? I want my board. <laughs> I want... What his, what, his weird accent? My board. No, that's what he says. He wants his bird. I want my board. Oh, okay. Because you want a bird? You want me to get you a bird? I want my board. <laughs>
How you want your bird? This is like a specific bird. Did I say social media? Because this is going to have to be over. <laughs> <laughs> we are officially in the MCU, and next week we're going to be back in the MCU talking about the Incredible Hulk. I hope everyone enjoyed the Sam Hargrave interview because that was that was fun. I got two episodes out last week. Yeah, good job. You finished them in one day. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm like this. Is because I was like so. Yeah, you, you know what I'm. I think you didn't get all of like your energy out <laughs> while editing those episodes. So yeah. now you've just like been building up energy for like the other like six days that we weren't recording. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like having a huge gap. I mean, I guess it's always the same gap, but usually I can at least edit it. When I'm not doing anything pod-based during the week, it's like, why am I here? So when I edit this whole thing tonight, it's going to be yeah. maybe, I, the maybe 20 you minutes should, that I can put out. Maybe you should purposely just take forever on the episode. Maybe I should start putting out one a month. Then we'll get through these movies so quick. Yeah. <laughs> it won't take years. It would literally take years if we did one a month for any. We did 12 a year. Oh, shit, yeah. That can't happen. Yeah, no. We do... We do 52 a year instead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I guess that's good. I wonder if this episode will have more or less lessons. Probably more because it's Iron Man, and then all of our episodes after will have a lot less. Because <laughs> usually the, the ones that people haven't seen are the ones that get the most listens, because people are like, I haven't seen that, and nobody talks about that. But also, this is a movie that people really like, so maybe yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I love this movie. It's a very it's good movie. Even it's weird to even say that I love this movie because everyone loves this movie, and there's no point. It's just great. Yeah, it's it feels weird to talk about this movie because it's like one of the very few Marvel movies I actually own on DVD. Mm. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. I said the social media. Did you just did so you just, just say it, that's okay right? on behalf of the listeners? On behalf like, of me. Oh, yeah, you were just like, I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm speaking yeah. for them. Yeah, did you just speak for the listeners? Everyone's like, going to be cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this. I'm so sorry. It's not usually like this, though. Yeah, I don't know what happened in the last, like, half an hour of the episode. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was fine. fine. It was fine It first. was fine for, like, the entire thing. And then we got to talking about Samuel Jackson's cameo, and then you just got real weird for I no reason. It's, I think it's holding the microphone and realizing that I can go wherever I want in this room. Yeah, you, you know, I I like holding it a lot better. We we used to have them on stands, but when we were doing the Sam Hargrave interview, we were holding the microphones, and I preferred it a lot more. So then we did the Fantastic Four episode holding them. And now I assume we're just going to do every episode holding them. So get ready for a lot more of Gabe uh, having mental breakdowns and standing up and throwing himself on the floor. I think people are going to think it's fine. Yeah, probably. I'm worried about this episode, honestly. <laughs> Should we just do it again? Let's just do it again. Let's delete the whole thing. Like, How much of this do I have to cut out? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to cut out some of the stuff. We have to cut out a lot of stuff. <laughs> It's a couple. It's a couple things in a minute span. Where he said a lot of bad things. And also the probably like two minutes in total where you were just silent, either spacing out or thinking. Apparently, people aren't even gonna know that it happened. Nope. Unless you just leave it in with me awkwardly being like, "Gabe, what what the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, just a real <laughs> moment from our lives. Yeah, me going crazy, and you can like, "Are you actually okay?" <laughs> I'm actually okay. I'm fine, everybody. Don't even worry about me. Yeah, sure. Don't okay. even worry about it. <laughs> Don't even sweat it. Because next week, we're talking about the Incredible Hulk, and I'm curious. You know, I'm kind of excited because I don't 
like a lot of these movies, I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember it being very okay. But I think it's better than very okay. I think it's fine. <laughs> well, we'll see. Thank you for listening to our show. We said all the things. Yeah, we said all the things probably like 15 minutes ago. So that's it. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Tell me if mess. you thought this one was okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> genuinely curious. Probably not. Oh my god, listening to this when I'm like fully there. Is yeah, when so when you're cool. actually paying attention, it's gonna be like one of those embar- embarrassing moments. You're just gonna text me like, "Yeah, I just ended up. You know, we just lost the entire episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What I don't know what happened my to it, but it's just gone. Now it's fine. <laughs> We're just gonna have to record it. <laughs> you know, let's let's just skip Iron Man. Who is <laughs> <laughs> gonna care about our first MCU episode? We can fuck that one up. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, we can fuck up the first Iron Man movie. Should have <laughs> fucked up like Origins or something. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I know. I didn't come in here being like. It'll I'm gonna funny. fuck this thing up. It'll be funny if I lie on the floor. <laughs> uh, you can tell me if it was funny. It'll be it'll, it'll be feel funny, funny if me. I have a mental breakdown about a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a mental. It was just why do you keep doing it, Marvel. I know you got all the actors in your movies, but just make less movie references. Oh wait, you can't because it's all you have. <laughs> all these movies are are references to other movies or other MCU movies. Okay, someone should turn my microphone off before I keep talking, but. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs> You're like a disappointed father, <laughs> and I'm very scared of what's gonna happen when I, think... I when I qu- qu- stop recording. Uh, the belt. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can leave that in. I'm sorry, victims of abuse. I'll yeah. leave the hotline in the description. Yeah, that was not good. Cut that out, please. <laughs> he knows I'm not gonna cut that. Out. Yeah, I'm fucked. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> wait, no, it's still going. Oh wait! No, 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 no! I am Iron Man. I ate cheeseburgers and I died for my daughter. That didn't he wrong. has left her. He, yeah, he really. I know did. it was to save billions or trillions. Literally an infinite number of living beings, seeing as he was going to destroy half of the universe. But now she doesn't have a dad. Well, you know, she she has a mom and vagina candles. <laughs> this is all staying in.